Welcome to this episode of the National Police Association podcast number 20. Officer involved shootings, officer shot and awards to police. From Bryant, Arkansas, the Herald reports an Arkansas police officer was shot and wounded while checking on a reportedly suicidal man who fired a shotgun through a door at responding officers. The man was later killed by police. Police responded to a call of the suicidal person at an apartment complex in Bryant, about 15 miles southwest of Little Rock. The Bryant Police Department said the man opened fire on the officers when they arrived, striking one of them. Other officers returned fire when the man came out of apartment holding a shotgun and refused to drop it, Arkansas State Police said. The man, identified by state police as 24-year-old Austin Chase Swindle, was killed. The injured officer was airlifted to a Little Rock hospital, where she was in stable condition authorities said, Bryant Police Sergeant Todd Croson told the Arkansas Democrat Gazette the shooting occurred just outside the Greens at Hurricane Creek apartment complex, you hate to see this happen to anybody, Croson said, prayers go out to all involved, and we are hoping for a speedy recovery for her, the shooting comes less than three weeks after a Fayetteville, Arkansas. Police officer was shot and killed while sitting in a patrol car outside police headquarters. From Sepulpa, Oklahoma, Channel 6 reports the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation is responding to an officer-involved shooting, Tuesday morning outside a Sepulpa motel, according to authorities. The shooting happened in front of a Regency in near South 49th West Avenue and West Skelly Drive. They say the suspect called the police and told them that he was going to kill the next person he saw. Officers approached the man and started giving him commands. He raised his hands and officers saw something that appeared to be a weapon and that's when police say two officers shot at the man. Police video released shows officers quickly applying aid to the gunshot wound. Investigators say they did not find a gun at the scene but they did find a remote control the man was carrying. Captain Glenn Coffey says officers took this threat very seriously when they arrived at the scene. We react to whatever situation we're given and this individual makes a threatening gesture to officers, like I said if the officers hesitate it could be their life that's ended, said Sepulpa Captain Glenn Coffey. Police say the man was taken to the hospital but no word on his condition. Sepulpa police say the name of the officers will be released later in the investigation. The police department says both officers are now on paid administrative leave throughout the investigation. From Dothan, Alabama, Ozark first reports on December 12th an Ozark police officer was shot while responding to a call. The officer, Samuel Yo, responded to a suicide call in Briar Hill Court. The suspect, 23-year-old Bradley Cutchins, was threatening to commit suicide before police were called. When officers arrived, Cutchins was walking around carrying a weapon before Officer Yo exited his car. Cutchins opened fire on Yo hitting him multiple times while Yo and other officers fired back killing Cutchins. Officer Yo was taken to Ozark Hospital before being transported to Southeast Health, and was in critical condition when first arriving at the hospital. Over the past two weeks he has shown signs of improvements, he started to respond to medical commands, raise his arms and giving thumbs up, he also had head and neck movements, while being able to breath on his own without assistance for short periods. In a report from the Southeast Sun Ozark Police Chief Marlos Walker said Officer Yo can routinely acknowledge his family, co-workers, and friends. From Canaan, Maine, 
The Ledger reports say former Plymouth man accused of shooting a police officer in Maine over the weekend was previously charged with shooting his mother's boyfriend and assaulting a police officer in Plymouth, though both charges were later dropped. Richard Murray Burns, 29, was hospitalized Sunday after he shot a Waterville police officer in both arms and led police on an 18-mile pursuit before being shot by other officers, according to Maine State Police. The officer, who had been investigating a report of a shoplifting, survived the shooting and followed Murray Burns in his cruiser until other officers caught up. Murray Burns remained in a hospital Monday night and had not yet been arraigned, according to the Morning Sentinel of Waterville, Maine. Murray Burns last made headlines in 2010 when he was accused of shooting his mother's boyfriend in the head with a 22 caliber pistol and beating him with a baseball bat. He was initially charged with assault and battery. Assault to murder, two counts of assault and battery with a dangerous weapon, three counts of possession to distribute a Class D substance, defacing a firearm's serial number and carrying a firearm without a license. Those charges were later dismissed, according to a police report from his 2010 arrest. The boyfriend told Plymouth police that he had gone on three dates with Murray Burns' mother, on the day of the shooting, he said she'd told him. I have to slowly introduce you to my son, he is a little crazy, police said Murray Burns tried to force his mother and the boyfriend into the basement and when they refused, beat the boyfriend with the bat and then shot him in the head, according to a police report, the boyfriend survived, all the charges were later dismissed, some at prosecutor's request, Beth Stone, a spokeswoman for the Plymouth County District Attorney said in an email Monday she could not immediately say why prosecutors sought to have the charges dismissed because files from the case were in storage. In 2017, Plymouth police charged Murray Burns with assault and battery on an officer and disturbing the peace. In that case, he pleaded guilty to disturbing the peace on February 5, 2018 and the assault and battery charge was dismissed. Maine police say Murray Burns was armed with an assault-style rifle on Sunday and shot and disabled several police vehicles during the chase, which ended in Canaan, 18 miles from Waterville. From Tulare County, California The Recorder reports in Department 5 of the Tulare County Superior Court, Visalia Division, Judge Juliet Bacone sentenced Paul Bryan Ward, 43 to life in prison for the attempted murder of Visalia police officer in 2017, a jury found Ward guilty of attempted murder of a police officer, assault on a police officer, resisting arrest, attempted weapon removal, assault with force likely to produce great bodily injury, attempted criminal threats, misdemeanor battery against an EMT, and two counts of misdemeanor battery, just before 2 p.m. on July 30, 2017. Visalia police officers arrived at a residence for reports of a disturbance. According to witnesses, Ward was in the home when he became irate and began to hit people. When officers arrived, they found Ward outside completely naked and subdued by a number of witnesses, one of whom was bleeding from the nose and had sustained other injuries. As medical personnel attempted to treat Ward, he kicked an EMT in the groin and began to attack the officers, punching and kicking them. After numerous demands to comply, Officers tased Ward with little effect. One officer produced his baton and Ward moved toward him and grabbed a hold of it. During the struggle, Ward punched the officer in the face. Ward was then able to sweep around the officer with his arm and began to choke him. According to witnesses, Ward used his free hand to go for the officer's firearm. The officer broke free when another officer struck Ward with a baton. 
officers were then able to wrestle Ward to the ground and take him into custody. Under current California law, Ward must serve 12 years in prison before he's eligible for parole. The case was prosecuted by Deputy District Attorney Avraham Feinstein and was investigated by the Visalia Police Department. From Tupelo, Mississippi, Channel 8 reports it was the darkest hours for the Tupelo police six years ago, that is the day Sergeant Gail Stouffer was gunned down while investigating a bank robbery. On the anniversary of Stouffer's death, friends, family, and co-workers paused to honor the officer, dad and husband who made the ultimate sacrifice. Every year you think, well it will be better, and the time comes along and it is a difficult day, said Sergeant Stauffer's mother, Debbie Brangenberg, who said she remembers the strong support from the community in the days after her son's murder, and the pain is eased somewhat. I looked back on some things people sent and said that are comforting, but what I remember the most, is how this community came together, across all economic lines, races, everything and we were community, we were what Tupelo is about and that gave myself and her family strength to stand when we thought we couldn't, Brangenberg said. The ceremony honoring Sergeant Stouffer was held at Tupelo Police Headquarters, next to a cross and plaque memorializing the officer's sacrifice. Stouffer's partner, Joseph Marr was also shot, but survived and is working in another northeast Mississippi city. Tupelo Police Chief Bart Aguirre said the most tragic day in the department's history has resulted in even better training and preparation for patrol officers. Our officers learned from what happened on that day, how to better approach a situation like that. Through this tragedy we can better handle another situation like this, said Chief Aguirre. Brangenberg and Aguirre said they appreciate the men and women who protect and serve every day. Despite the danger, I think we all need to remember the young men and women in law enforcement, they choose this profession, they run toward danger when we run away, they don't know the people and they help when nobody else can, we need to remember their sacrifice, said Brangenberg. Sergeant Stouffer joined the Tupelo Police in 2005, he also served in Iraq with the Louisiana Army National Guard, the year Sergeant Stouffer was killed, 133 officers died in the line of duty. From Irving, Massachusetts's, The Recorder reports last year, Irving police officer James Lloyd saved the life of a fellow law enforcement officer, and likely protected a mother and her children, when he fired at a knife-wielding assailant. This week Lloyd was awarded the Franklin County Chiefs of Police Recognition Award, according to the Northwestern District Attorney's Office. Lloyd has been recognized several times this year for his actions in the face of danger. In January, he was commended by Irving Police Chief Chris Blair for having undeniably saved human lives, and, in October, Governor Charlie Baker awarded Lloyd the George Hanna Medal of Honor, the highest honor bestowed on police officers in Massachusetts. It was October, 19, 2018, when an on-duty Lloyd received a radio transmission that the Massachusetts State Police were pursuing a vehicle that exited Route 91 East onto Route 2. Lloyd spotted the stolen vehicle speeding through Irving and joined the chase. Also involved in the pursuit was Massachusetts State Police Trooper Mark Whitcomb, who trailed the vehicle, operated by an 18-year-old Niela, of Manchester, N.H., until it crashed off Route 202 in New Salem. Lloyd had stolen the vehicle following a car accident in New Hampshire, and fled through Vermont and then into Franklin County, as Whitcomb exited his cruiser to confront La. Lloyd charged him stabbing him repeatedly, Whitcomb later recalled that he didn't realize he was injured until he saw blood, and was primarily concerned for a nearby mother and her children, 
who hid in a car after witnessing the attack, loined, reaching the scene shortly after Wintcombe, saw the down trooper and Le attempting to steal his state police cruiser, when Le exited Whitcomb's cruiser and approached, Whitcomb, severely injured, called out to warn Loin that Le was armed, Loin fired four shots, but in the process of subduing Le was able to toss Whitcomb his medical pack, which included a tourniquet for the trooper's bleeding arm, and then provided life-saving first aid to the trooper. It was shown on video later that Le was possibly charging at the woman and child to commit another carjacking, and Blair wrote in his commendation letter that Loind, by confronting Le and acting fast, not only conducted himself professionally and responsibly but undeniably saved human lives that day. In September, Le was sentenced to serve 10 to 12 years in prison for his crimes, with Judge Richard Carey citing the seriousness of Lee's crimes, as well as Lee's obvious mental deficiencies. In deciding his sentence, Carey commended both Lund and Whitcomb, and said, the first person each of them thought about was the other, it was nothing short of heroic, Lund for tossing Whitcomb his first aid pack in the midst of the danger, and Whitcomb for calling out to warn Lund that Lou was armed with a knife. In court, Lund said he has grappled with a strong sense of guilt, because Whitcomb was so seriously wounded, he also said he dealt with the stress of an investigation into whether he responded properly by shooting La and pervasive anti-cop sentiment in the media and on social media following the attack. Whitcomb was also honored at the Massachusetts State House in Boston with the George L. Hanna Medal of Honor, and continues to recover from his injuries, which included a punctured lung and nerve damage to his forehead and left arm. Loind also received two letters of commendation in 2018, including for peacefully resolving an incident with a knife-wielding suicidal man on the French King Bridge. This news brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how you can help law enforcement accomplish its goals visit nationalpolice.org.